You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Okay, uh, all right, let's get started. Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode 105. Hey, Kevin, you know what? The guys what? across at the Tech Fan Podcast, I think they've been ripping off our stuff and our content. I, you know, Tim and David, they did once upon a time have something to do with Geekiest Show Ever. I don't think it was very much, to be quite honest. I think they were quickly <laughs> forgotten. But now they're stealing our topics, man. What What's going on? No, I think the phrase is, they're stealing our shtick, to, to, to quote the uh, the old comedian's phrase. Well, you know, TechFan113, what did they call the show? Geek, uh, old Geek Gadgetry flashback. or something? They called it flashback. flashback. So they were talking about the Atari flashback and, and yes. taking the good and- old days. And that, that's we talked about that Atari flashback for because I got one this past Christmas, and we talked about it a little bit on a couple different shows, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, you I, know what? I want to say we did, but I honestly can't remember. But I thought we'd call. Well, no, we're just going to say anyway. we did. I, I, don't, I don't care. We're just going to say we did. No, no one's I, ever going to listen back to the previous episodes that we've done anyway. So, so they're stealing our shtick. Is what I'm going to say. I know, and they don't and even don't... have the decency to be pumping out a show every week at the moment. I mean, there's two weeks I've been waiting for episode 115, and, uh, you know, we're going to overtake them. If, if, if they stall any longer, we're going to be overtaking them in the numbers and, and be a, a premiere show on the network. Well, I think, you know, what's going to have to happen is we're going to have to do an episode a day. Ooh, we can do that. We can. We've got so many topics to discuss, and uh, you know what? First of which, I, I want to discuss technology and are we bored yet? And you know what? It, it's an interesting thing that I was thinking about pre-show, Kevin, because I I thought in the the nineties how I used to get excited because that was really, in my opinion, the time when a big evolution was happening in in computers and in computer technology. You know, we went from not being able to scan photos and and have your photos digitally to be able to scan them. Likewise with video. And at the beginning, it was, you know, very small files, even, you know, megapixels in the digital cameras were sub-megapixel level, you know. and, And every time an upgrade would come out, it was like, wow, this is great because now I get to go up to three megapixels or four megapixels or now I get to do video that's no longer just, you know, uh, 300 pixels by three, uh, what was it? It was like 320 by 240. Now I can do yeah. 640 by 480 and and, yep. and stuff like that. And that was the reason to upgrade a computer. And, and I think the reason why I want to talk about this a bit is because I've got an iPhone 4. It's adequate. It does the job. I'm not complaining about it. I've got late 2009 iMac. Again, it does the job. It does everything I need. Man, I'm getting bored. I want some new gear. No one's releasing anything new that makes me go, wow, now I can do this. I mean, are we, are, are we just stagnant? I I really don't know. I mean, like, the Sydney Morning Herald this last week, they released an article on how computers, you know, aren't selling like they were. And, you know, they factored in that, you know, it's the tablet market, which is definitely a case. But I'm also thinking, well, it's, it's the lack of innovation, and I shouldn't really say that. There is innovation happening, but it's not changing the way we use computers. We don't necessarily need to have Siri or the Android equivalent. I think it's 
is it Google Talk or Google Chat, something like that? Geary. Yeah, it's, it's some <laughs> weird Google thing. But we, we don't need these extras. You know, now if you look at going and buying a digital camera, for instance, who cares if it's 12 megapixels versus 20? I'm not going to go and be producing a, a big art print that's going to be on display. At, you know, for the average home consumer, we just don't care about that. It, does, it really doesn't matter. It's, you know, what Marketing is, hype. It is marketing hype. And, and as we know, megapixels mega does not matter as much as the quality of the, the chip and the camera. But when, when are we going to get to a, a stage that it's exciting again to buy technology? And I think it's just really getting a bit dull where, you know, you can run an old iPhone 4 and it does everything that you need it to do. Sure, it's maybe not as fast as the iPhone 5 or 4S and it doesn't have Siri and, and you know, it's a little bit limited in some things. But for what I personally need it for, I use it every single day, all day. I listen to music, streaming from uh, iTunes Match all day. It's absolutely perfect. Why would I buy anything else? Unless, of course, they come out and say, guess what? Now you can't stream on this device. And then it's like, okay, well, I've got to, I've got to upgrade. Kevin, am I talking out my ass, or is it really boring currently at the moment with technology? Has technology become so good that there's no reason... Like, the older technology now, you don't need to upgrade. No! Okay, that was very clear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I can understand that. I, you know, it, I'm, I'm much like uh, uh, our mutual friend online, Elaine Childs. It's a squirrel, new shiny. You know, mm-hmm. what's the new shiny thing? Um, I don't know. It's in some ways it doesn't innovate, and in other ways it does innovate. I think some of that drives what we make out of the technology. Maybe that's the best way to say it. Because, I mean, okay, I'm running in front of a 2011 iMac. I don't foresee in the near future, this computer is just shy of two years old, uh, short of something happening that I can't run it. I don't see me getting another computer for at least two more years. I mean, I can't imagine what's going to come out that this thing can't handle. Now, I did that on purpose. I bought as much as I could afford and, and maybe a little bit more according to my wife um, than I needed. Uh, makes a great web browser. The, uh, <laughs> but uh, I bought you know more than I could afford and there are a lot of geek projects I've done with it. There are other geek projects I want to do. Um, so yeah, in some ways it's boring but I think it's boring in the sense of what we make of it. Um, let's take, for instance, we talked a few weeks ago about what I did with the 2008 MacBook Air that I have. I have that thing triple booting now. That's now that is old technology. It has been leapfrogged many times. I mean, the current line of MacBook Airs many times faster than than my MacBook Air. Mine still does everything on OS 10 that I need it to do when I need it to do it. It's just not it supported. runs. Yeah, it well no, it still is. Is it? It yeah, because I've, I've got lion on it. I've got lion on it. Okay, yep. So technically, it's still. In, in fact, actually, technically, Snow Leopard is still getting updates, even though it's at unsupported status. So that's interesting too. Yeah, so I've got I've got uh, lion on it. I may try to see if I can hack it to force mountain lion on it Ooh, at some point. That'd be interesting. 
I've got Windows 7, which of course is still being supported, and I have Linux on it, still supported. Mm-hmm. So I think, and, and, and you look at like the Raspberry Pi. I can't find mine now. The only problem with a small <laughs> computer, it's here. It's within this this uh, six by six area that represents my office. It is here. That that was a great purchase, Kevin. But I I mean I got moved on to other geek projects, and I'm I'm about to go back to it because as the heat of summer sets on, and I can't be outside as much as I could in the winter. Yes, we've discussed this. I am the opposite of most people. We'll move on, but. Then on those hot summer days when I'm stuck inside, uh, you know, I, I I can start doing more things with it. I've considered doing like XBMC or something like that, or uh, I think there's a uh, uh, what's the other home theater PC or media center thing that you can do. There's a couple different ones out there. I thought about messing around with. Mm-hmm. You know, why am I going to do it? Because I can. Yeah. Why do I want to do it? Because it's fun. Plus, I might teach my kids something on how to do it. You know, they're starting to learn. Besides the manual labor that I'm now forcing them into, um, I, can, I can teach them to do some of the other fun things. Uh, so we'll have to see. But I, I think when it comes to technology, yeah, you know, maybe it's not innovating at a pace, the same pace that we saw, or maybe we slow down enough that we want to see it faster ahead of us. I, I don't know. Which it is. I mean, my technology days go technically, computer-wise, go back to the early 80s. So, uh, when you were pooing in your pants. But um, we do know that things changed rapidly. But we saw this slow down before. I mean, we've seen it before. It does come in cycles. And I think we've just hit a lull until something picks up again. I mean, two years ago, the tablet, the iPad was suddenly all the rage. Now, you've got an iPad mini, you're you're loving it, you're using it, you're doing all you're doing with it. Oh, and besides that, I'm pissed off at you about that. But the... Uh, whoa, 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 what did I do? Your articles that you were writing about your trap, your trap, your trip... Oh. You, you didn't, you only got up to like day five, I think. That, that's because I haven't written the pre, the the following days. I, I've got to finish it off. I just haven't had a chance since I've been home. So well, see, uh, yeah. Well, I'm pissed. I wanted to read it. I got to reading. I finally got to catching them up over the weekend. <laughs> and I left comments. Oh, did you? Um, yes. Well, I have to actually go and have a look at the comments. Let's see. <laughs> you know, this might take a while. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, technology is what we make of it. I, I it, that I've said it, bef- I've said it three or four times now. I think that's what it is. When you, when the innovation isn't coming as fast, geeks like us tend to innovate with our stuff faster and more rapidly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what triggers that next big, I don't know whether it be evolutionary or revolutionary step in technology. That's my opinion. So it's a long-winded way to say it, which I'm, I know I do that all the time, but it's a long-winded way to say it. Yeah, certainly I see your points. And, you know, I, I think it's just I'm, I'm waiting for Apple to do something. As I mentioned on NAMP uh, this last week, um, you know, it, it's been so long since we've had any new gear, even to consider. 
not even necessarily to buy, that that also throws you into that mental stage of, okay, what's going on here? Where's the invasion? Where's the excitement and so forth? So maybe I'm just feeling sorry for myself that I don't have anything new to lust over. But in saying that, what I do have still works perfectly well. I, in fact, I hope that my uh, late 2009 iMac will see the next upgrade, the next next version of the Mac OS in, uh, without having to upgrade again. Because, okay, it, I notice a performance decrease. That there's no arguments there. It is a bit slower. A rebuild would help that. Um, but all in all, for everything that I need it to do, even when I'm ripping a DVD or something in Handbrake. Yeah, okay, it takes a while. It, it, it's almost a one-to-one ratio of time. But I don't really care. I'm not pressed for time. It's like, yeah, okay, well, I'll just set it up and let it run and let it do, it, let it do its thing, and then it works. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping... Because that's really the only time when I, I drop something that I've got, unless something revolutionary like the iPad Mini comes out, um, is when it's no longer supported. I generally keep it through until the end of its support lifetime to try and get the the most bang for the dollar out of it um because i I do buy and and purchase things based on price well you know uh i'm still using my ipad one as well i mean i've got that Mm -hmm. ipad four fourth gen um which i'm using which still hasn't 100 percent convinced me that i should be using an ipad only unlike yourself uh for a lot of stuff It, it i have developed the niche that it's going to fill for me in my workflow. I have that niche. I would like to be able to expand that niche. I guess it's niche, not niche. I'd like to be able to expand yeah, niche that. Is a little. A, and kind of like a niche you've got somewhere, Kevin. Yeah, and you can get an ointment for that. <laughs> the um, if you can't go see the doctor. The um, but you know, it's I've got it. I've got it fit in there. I'd like to expand it, but I still. And we had this discussion a few weeks ago when uh, your lovely wife was willing to let you buy a new notebook. I am still leaning towards a thin and light notebook computer. Uh, preferably, of course, a MacBook Air of one variety or another. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I just, I think, again, we can make technology what we want of it. And I think the fact that when stuff innovates really quickly, we get used to a quick life cycle, as we talked about on NAMP. And then when that life cycle or innovation cycle or release cycle changes, we all get our knickers in a knot over it. You know, it's it's like, how could they do that to us? And I'm not just talking about Apple. Yeah. I mean, we can take Microsoft. You and I are both, uh, you're more of a gamer than I am. But we can take uh, Microsoft with the Xbox, I mean, my original Xbox, which I still use occasionally, still plays the games fine that I bought for it or that were given to me. I'm okay with that. I've never felt the need, except for this past Christmas, we talked about that, and I ended up with the Wii U, considering buying a 360. And now I read, and I think Paul Therott talked about the uh, quote-unquote next Xbox, which most people are dubbing the 720, I believe is what they're calling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw a thing too where they're saying it's going to have to be an always on thing. You know, mm. it's an always online. You can't play your games. That's even sucks. if you play your game. And I think that's just freaking stupid. Hashtag no, I'm not going to get over it. The which I, there was a, a good Penny Arcade cartoon. We'll have to see if we can find it and link it in the show notes. 
I'm not going to get over it. It's it's ridiculous to require people to always be online. One, because at least in this country, there are still places where people have sucky, and I do mean sucky, connections. Oh, yeah. I, out, out here, we, we still have people on dial-up. Yeah, we still do, too. I actually had somebody call me the other day. A friend of mine said, I need a I need a 56K modem. I can't find one anywhere. Do you have one? Wow. And I prefer to be an external. I, I have a couple internals laying around, but they needed an external U.S. robotics, uh, preferably. And I... No, I don't think I've had one now for several years. I think 2003, maybe 2004 was the last time I had one, and I, you know, dumped it off then. So, sorry, I can't help you out. But there are still plenty of people that don't have anything other than uh, uh, dial-up access. Yeah, Yeah. if they're just email. And and it's a shame that people don't have it. I, I really think it's something that, as a modern world, we should be striving for much like they did in this country uh, with the Tennessee Valley Authority, uh, the rural electrification program where they got electricity out to everybody mm-hmm. because they're in the thirties. There were the twenties and thirties. There were still a lot of people in this country that had no electricity. So they made it an effort. I think the I think it should be a uh, uh, an effort, a concerted effort around the world to provide whether it's cell coverage, hardwired cover. I don't give a crap what it is. I mean, we're de- we're dependent on distributing information so much over the internet. Could we live without it? Yep, we could. We could live without it. Could you and I do this show without it? Hell no. Yeah, and st- it's also very hard to function in modern society without it too. Yeah, it is. I mean, there are a lot of things where people just assume, and. You know, it's it's bad for people. It's really tough on people that don't have any internet connection. I actually know somebody because of geographically where this person lives, they can't even get they they live in a somewhat isolated area, not far from me. Um, what maybe fifteen miles, if that give or take a little bit. This person cannot get cable service like I have for my broadband internet service. It doesn't exist. Satellite is very poor because the person lives in uh, up near a mountain and very close to the mountain, so the satellite reception is really crappy. It works okay for television. And the Wi-Fi, people say, oh, cellular data, you know, get a Wi-Fi. Almost no signal at all. So she, this person is totally, as, as I like to say, shit out of luck. <laughs> Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's a shame. It just shouldn't be that way, should it? It should be more mainstream and easy. But getting back to the, the games topic, I, I think also from my standpoint, and, and yours as well, both being parents, I don't actually want my kids to be playing a console that requires them to be online that then they can get online in either a web browser or get online. I, you look at the... Um, the X, Xbox, and you look at games like Call of Duty and so forth, and you look at the, the 10 to 13-year-old demographic that play those multiplayer games, the parents have just bought the game for them, and they go in there and they trash talk other people. It, it's like, please, they're not the people we want running our countries in the future. They're the morons. You know, <laughs> we don't want, we don't need more internet on the consoles. It's got enough. Let multi-game, multiplayer gaming happen. But you know what? This is all happening, Kevin. It's because they're scared of piracy. They don't want piracy, and it's like, 
you know, maybe if they reduced the prices a bit, people wouldn't pirate. I, I don't know. Look, I think people would still pirate a game that's 99 cents. I, you know, pirates are always going to be there. But, you know, it, in this country at least, you know, it wasn't long ago that a game brand new released was $100 or $109 for a brand new game. And it could be shit. And the thing is that they've brought that price down. Now they're around $69. And what you see is that people are more willing to pay $69. It's not that big of a price to outlay and and take a punt on. Um, So the game developers just have to, especially now with things like app stores on Google and Windows and iOS, they've got to realise, well, people are going there instead of buying the games. We need to reduce the games. Now, at the same time, those big developers also rely on getting the income from those games in order to make more games and to support the games that they release. And it does cost a lot of money to make a console game. Uh, a lot more than iOS and Android and stuff like that. And nine times out of ten, they're better quality anyway. But, you know, it, it's just way too expensive. And I'm sure the developer is the last person getting the money. <laughs> you know, I'm sure they're getting the smallest amount. The publisher gets the most. The retailer gets screwed as well. And I'm, sh- I'm sure that the, uh, the developer who really deserves the money gets sweet fuck all. Yeah, it, it, yeah, they are bottom of the food chain. It's just like, uh, even though I'm not a music fan, I know when it comes to music, the music artists themselves get almost nothing. Well, that, that's why they tour around the world. And, you know, you see all these bands now, they'll release a CD. Uh, Black Sabbath has just released their, their new album uh, called 13 with Ozzy Osbourne back at the helm. And they're in New Zealand and in Australia at the moment. Uh, I believe they're in Australia. I definitely know they're in New Zealand. And they're, they're touring right upon the release of the album because they can't rely on traditional channels and traditional record sales to, to bring in money. And you sort of look at the, the sales of, of music over time and, you know, it, it, even it, if you compared one band and the popularity, and one I was reading about the other day was... Um, Oh, I've been reading a few different metal articles and might have been Metallica or something. And when you contrast their sales that they had in the 90s to the sales that they had in the late 2000s, and you can definitely see that there's a, a drop in CD sales or even sales on iTunes. But their popularity hasn't dropped. They're still selling out stadiums worldwide in more countries than they've ever visited before. So you would think that the sales of their new record should be equivalent in rough terms to their old record but you can say well no that's not where they're making their money that's not where they're making their profession anymore it's dropped significantly so of course now they've got a tour which isn't bad because hey it's great to go and enjoy a concert Um, but at the same time it also means that they're out on the road for four and five years you know stopping in between and stuff like that and then it's a longer time between that new album, that new music that you love. So it's detrimental for everyone. It's de- detrimental for the artist and detrimental for the music lover who wants to see more music. I'd love to see big bands pump out albums every two years. But it just isn't like that. There's, there's just not a good enough reason for them to go back into the studio every two years because they just won't make those sales anymore. 
Well, of course, if they're relying on me, they're really screwed. <laughs> um, because of the amount of music I buy, I was somebody. I was talking with somebody at work today about that, and I said, "Yeah, well, I think the last song I bought was probably the theme to Big Bang Theory by uh, the Bare Naked Ladies." No, I forget who sings. I think it. so. Is I think it? I think okay. it is. Yeah. Okay. That was the, probably the last song I bought. And then before that, you know, it goes back a little further. So <laughs> I think before that, probably the next song I bought was uh, uh, the theme from uh, Portal, the video game. The closing theme oh, yeah. uh, that the computer sings. Mm-hmm. So, again, I don't, you know, they could produce 50 albums a week and I still don't think my music <laughs> buying would increase. And I know that... You and Sam are going to go, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> that That's all right. We, we know everyone's different. And, and, you know, look, music isn't for everyone. And, you know, certainly you get more mileage than anyone else I know out of podcasts. You'd listen to a ton of them. And, and certainly a lot of people we know uh, collectively listen to a ton of them as well. But I'm just wondering, let, let's throw caution to the wind. Let's say iTunes turned around and, and said, you know what? You guys can now charge 99 cents per episode for Not Another Mac podcast and for every other show that you listen to. And it was up to the individual creator, such as me or you, to decide whether or not we want to charge or whether we want to still provide a free show. Yeah. Would you actually buy that content if it was provided? Now, the reason why I ask that is because obviously, you know, buying music is, is maybe one of those things that you go, oh, do I want to spend that, you know, dollar ninety nine, dollar sixty nine, whatever they charge in the US for a, a music track or an, an album? Is that sort of a stumbling block that you are happy with the free content, but when it goes paid, you wouldn't be happy to pay? I'm just inquiring, I guess. Well, inquiring minds want to know. They That's do. The and, and curiosity killed the cat and it'll kill Mark. <laughs> and satisfaction brought him back. Anyway, <laughs> when, enough things. Uh, yes, because I do currently pay for some podcasts. Mm-hmm. I pay for uh, Don McAllister's fine screencasts online. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like the idea of. Uh, you know, the way, and I think Don still does it this way, except I don't think he does it as frequently. And if I'm wrong, Don, please forgive me. Um, because I've been a subscriber for, I don't know, about four years now. Um, he used to give away like a f- one episode a month was free. Yeah. And then the other three were paid. I, he does something similar now. I can't remember the, the free model. I, I think the free one's a shorter show. Uh, yeah. They're, now. they're, they're it, it, it's not as detailed. Yeah. Um, and you know that got my that wetted my whistle for it. Mm-hmm. So when I and I got a taste for it, and after a few months, I said, you know what, this guy's stuff is just good enough. I'm going to pay for it. Um, Mac OS Ken, he has he has the day six thing. Ken Ray does a great job there. So yes, would I be more selective in the content? Probably. Mm-hmm. I would tend to be a lot more slick. I do try to contribute to podcasters when I can afford to. If they have a simple donate button, I try to throw them a few bucks every once in a while. I mean, not as much as I'd like to, 
but I try to throw them a few dollars every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and podcasting, besides the friendship that you and I have attained because of podcasting, I've made some wonderful friends. Definitely. I mean, Alice, Allison and Steve Sheridan. I mean, dear, dear friends of mine now. I mean, we know each other's families as well as we know our own families almost. Mm-hmm. Um, you get people like John Braun, Julie Keel, you know, uh, Summer Hartsfeld. You know, all these people that we've gotten to know because of podcasting. But the answer is, yeah, I would pay for it. I would be more selective, Mm. and I would probably cut down from the, what am I listening to now, roughly 20 to 22 hours of podcasts I listen to a week now. Wow. Well, you got to remember, I can can consume five times two is 10 plus half. I can consume around 12 to 14 hours on my commute. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it's what I consume otherwise. Yep. So that's how much I consume in podcasts. And it was a very big boon to me when I first discovered iTunes and having podcasts and got my first iPod. I still, the other day, I'll tell a terrible story on myself. I was looking for something in, in my truck and I looked under the back seat of my pickup truck. And I found some old CDs of a show I used to just download manually and burn. Oh, this, really? this would have been from 2002, 2003, 4, somewhere in there. I can't remember. Uh, David Lawrence. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Doesn't ruin the bell, no. He's a podcaster. I think he still does a show. Um, but I would download and listen to that going back and forth. And then it evolved into some. There was one called The Family Tech Show I started listening to. So I slowly built up, and then when I found out about iPods and that they started supporting podcasts, boom, I was into the iPods. And now I have, again, we've talked about it, I think I got six or seven of the damn things. Uh, I don't mean that in a bad way. Now, Kevin, I've got to ask, what did you do on your commute? What did you listen to before the podcast came in? Because the podcast, okay, it's been around for 10 plus years, I guess now, but before... When there wasn't podcasts, what would you listen to? Did you listen to talkback radio, or were you listening to more music on the commute? I would listen to, on the way in in the mornings, there was a uh, morning radio show that I listened to all the time um, called uh, The Grease Man Show. Uh, he was, that wasn't the guy's real name. The guy's real name was Doug Trecht. Um, he's a DJ that bounced around, was national for a while, uh, a lot of controversy around him, but he was he was kind of like, um, but and I didn't find him as just obnoxious as I do Howard Stern, and I know I'm going to get hate mail. Um, but he was in on that same vein. But he used to tell these weird little funny stories. I listened to a lot of talk radio. Then in the evenings, there were a couple other talk shows I'd listen to. There was uh, like Don and Mike did a radio show there, local DJs, but it was a nationally syndicated show. Um, there were a few others. I was, so I listened to a good bit of talk radio, some music, but mostly talk radio. Mm-hmm. NPR at times. Um, trying to think. National Public Radio, excuse me, for those that don't know what that is outside of the United States. Um, when I listened to the talk radio, I actually absorbed what was going on. So, yeah. I really, I switched over from music a long time ago, so I'll get in a wild mood every once in a while. And I have a couple playlists. Again, I don't have that many songs, so it can't get. To it. 
so they can't be that long. But uh, when I'm in an up the up the your bum type of mood to the world, uh, I'll occasionally just crank up the stereo to some uh, heavy metal or something like that, and and do that. So it's not that I don't; it's just that I rarely do. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. No, that's just interesting because, you know, a lot of new things have come out in recent times. And, you know, it's interesting the way that we consume media and consume content and the way that we change with the new stuff that comes out. I I wouldn't even dream of listening to radio again. Uh, You know, I just, if I want to listen to people talking, I'd I'd just tune into a podcast that I like. And I think the biggest reason why is because it's on topics that I'm interested in. You know, there's there's never, certainly in Australia anyway, we've, you know, we'll have little segments and they'll have five minutes with a a technology guy who tells you about the latest technology and, and that's it. And it's like, for me, that's, you know, not enough, not even vaguely enough. It needs to be an hour long show and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, from that side of the fence, podcasting is really cool because you can be selective as to the topics you listen to and the things that you enjoy listening to. I'm sure there's a cross-stitching podcast and, you know, artistry ones and painting ones and hobby ones and, you know, I'm sure in every vein you can possibly think of in every single aspect, uh, you know, if you've got a passion in something, I'm sure that someone's doing a show about it, and if they're not, you probably should be doing it. Yeah, that's that's a perfect example. You know, you made me think, too. I remember one of the first portable devices I listened to podcasts on was I had a Dell Axum uh, PDA, mm-hmm. and I hacked together a solution where I was listening to podcasts on that Wow, when I was driving back and forth, and it was running like, Windows CE or whatever the hell it was. I can't remember what it was back then. Um, but it was the easiest thing I could, m- m- most portable thing I could do that I was using it for something else. So I could use it for that. I did hack together a solution to listen to podcasts on that thing too. I, I had a little MP3 player, and this you know predates the, the iPod. Uh, and it had... Oh, it had like a 128 megabytes of storage or 256 megabytes of storage. Not gigabytes, megabytes. And, you know, every day I had to top it up with new shows I wanted to listen to on, on the commute that I had back then. And that was an hour each way. And I think I got four shows on there or something at a time. And, uh, yeah, it, it was just funny to the ways we did things. And certainly I even did the CD thing and recorded the CDs and then... Um, you know, put them into the CD player in the car and, and stuff like that. And it worked. It, it sucked because when you turn the ignition off on, on the car, the, the uh, CD deck that I had wouldn't go back to the same place that it was stored in. It didn't have a, a memory. So you started again. So it was like you then had to sort of fast forward and tweak around getting it to that spot. And, and you'd either hear stuff again or you'd miss stuff. And it used to give me the shits. So thank God for, for iPod and Apple solving that problem. Oh, yeah, because when I got my iPod, I started thinking about getting one. And the first iPod I got I got for Christmas was the fifth gen, the one that, first one that did video, mm-hmm. uh, which I still use that iPod every day. It, it The battery won't hold more than 10 minutes, but it sits in my alarm clock upstairs, and I can go to sleep listening to a podcast and wake up listening to a podcast. <laughs> it 
it's what puts me to sleep and wakes me up. Normally it's nap. But anyway, the, uh, yeah, well, thank you. You know, jeez, I, I, I tell you now. Now the truth is coming out, listeners. I I put Kevin to sleep. That's just wonderful. You know what? Yeah. Halfway through the show in the next episode, I'm going to do a big foghorn through the microphone to wake you up and and uh, hopefully not deafen everyone else in the process. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not going to say which podcast I listen to. It's not somebody I know personally. So uh, you can... <laughs> that's that's covering your bases, Kevin. Is it MacBreak Weekly? It's all right if it's MacBreak Weekly. Not somebody I know personally. That's as far as I will divulge. <laughs> uh, you, you know, it's always been one of those things that I wouldn't mind listening to a podcast. Uh, you know, going to sleep with kind of thing. It's always nice to sort of hear someone talk in, in the background. It's soothing. Certainly if it's a, a more relaxing show, I guess, more laid back and, and probably my shows wouldn't be very good for it. But the the problem I've got is, again, missing stuff. I wouldn't really recall where I stopped and and then, you, you know what I mean? It, yeah, so I, so well, for I, me, it gets hard. I don't panic about that because mine has an auto shut off. So I, it's like it usually takes me about ten to seventeen minutes to fall asleep after I lay down in bed. Seventeen. That's that's pretty accurate. Well, I yeah. Well, there's we won't get into how I know that. Anyway, <laughs> between ten and twenty minutes. Okay, round numbers to fall asleep after I get in bed. So I set my thing so it plays for thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. So I only little snippets in between, and the podcast that I listen to. It's okay that I miss those snippets. There is enough continuity. Uh, I carefully chose these. People, I put way too much thought into this crap. I know it. But I carefully chose these podcasts knowing I could listen to them and not feel bad about those little snippets in between that I missed. Man, this must be some boring shows. No, they're not. They're very good shows. (laughs) It's just the format of the show allows me to to you know miss those little bits and pieces and not really miss the bigger portion of the show mm-hmm. you know i mm-hmm. i can still say oh i get up the next morning i can say oh i heard this last night i want to think about this let me do a little research make a quick tech note or note to myself and go on so yeah it's not yeah i spend a lot of time thinking about this shit really now that i'm talking about <laughs> i'm thinking about this shit actually that's funny. You know what? I'm I'm thinking that we should have a bingo kind of a virtual reality bingo night to pick which show you listen to to go to sleep on. I am dying to know. Curiosity is killing me, Kevin. Well, curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought him back. Oh dear me, listeners! He's not going to tell me, and I want to know so badly. You know what? If anyone listening does go to sleep on a podcast, especially one of mine, please let me know and let me know what I'm doing wrong so that I can, you know, change it. And, and, uh, you know, especially, you know, in all, all seriousness, though, some of the podcasts I listen to, it's the tone. It's, it's the tone of the voice that relaxes me. It's not as much about the content as it is. It's, it takes me to a different place. It, you know, how certain music, like the, nature sounds and i listen to those occasionally i have a 
yes, I have two or three albums of just nature sounds and shit like that. Um, but it's soothing stuff like that. I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> when, when you said nature sounds, I'm thinking it's like an elephant or, or, or a deer or, or a horse or something and just animal farts and animal noises. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just... <laughs> I did. He went to the farts. I didn't go to the farts. <laughs> help but it just happened it just it popped into my head and i just couldn't stay quiet anyway i'll mute myself and you can continue <laughs> i freaking forgot what i was going on uh, but anyway it's 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 the the tone of the voice sometimes that helps me relax and and this is going to sound very hippie-ish center myself and you know get in that groove to drift off to sleep and 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 make myself very content that's so interesting. It, is, it it just takes me away. It helps me turn my brain off. Mm-hmm. And that that's actually a good thing. I, I mean, I must admit that you know, generally when my head hits the pillow, um, I generally fall to sleep straight away. I don't sort of lay in bed, not able to fall asleep. So, um, you know, occasionally I'll lay there and flick through Twitter on the iPhone. For a few minutes, but once the iPhone comes and hits me in the head, it's like, okay, I'll put you on the side table and then roll over and just go to sleep. So, I have done that. I've been sitting there holding the iPad, watching something, and the worst <laughs> part is, it's I really want to see, and also, it's like, oh shit! <laughs> I I hated how that happens. It's like it, you get no warning. Yeah, it's and the other bad part too is when you wake up with the imprints of the keys on your side of your face when you fall asleep sitting at your desk i hate waking up with uh jklf or h h what is it jklf semicolon or jkl semicolon on my cheek it's just not cool <laughs> i actually have never been able to do that sleep on a keyboard um yeah, I, I, I can sort of sleep or, or fall asleep in the chair and sort of slide in down into the chair so that I'm, I'm almost reclining. I can do that, but I, I can't lean forward and, and sleep. It just, I don't know, maybe the gut gets in the way too much. Yeah, well, no, that doesn't happen. Well, fortunately, though, now with the way my desk is set up, because I have a keyboard tray, my head will hit the edge of the sharp edge of the desk here. And wake you up. Wake me up, yeah. Then I, then I wake up with the imprint, the crease across my forehead of my desk which actually has a beveled edge, which puts a nice curve on my forehead, which is just hard to explain to people the next morning. Um, so less about the keyboard anymore, but I have fallen asleep on the keyboard in a former desk the way I had it set up and woke up with the key imprints on the side of my face. And part of that came from when uh, if I forgot to turn the speakers down because it was late at night and the keyboard buffer filled and it was oh, going... But if I turn the sound and I turn the sound down, which I have so that you can't hear anything because I didn't want to wake anybody else up and then wake up with the keys imprinted on the side of my face. So, yeah, unfortunately. And the natural keyboards that Microsoft used to put out, you know, those ergonomic ones. Oh, yeah. That that just leaves a curved imprint on the side of your face. (laughs) Uh, Something I've never been able to do, but very funny nonetheless. Yeah, well. Welcome to my world. Oh. <laughs> oh, dear Kevin. The funny things we do for... Well, 
being geeks, I guess. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, only geeks could do this kind of stuff. Yeah, only geeks would do this, and only geeks can appreciate, you know, uh, you know that kind of humor. And only so, geeks would admit to it as well. Well, you know something, that's one thing, uh, as I've gotten older, eh, it's not a whole lot that embarrasses me anymore. I'm just kind of out there. Well, that, that time when you locked yourself out of the house in your underwear, yeah, that's embarrassing enough. I wasn't in my underwear, it was just in my quote-unquote pajamas. Had on. Unfortunately, I had a shirt on, and I had on some rather revealing shorts. But you know, I wasn't wasn't Short in my. Shorts. Yeah. But you know what? Now, if that were to happen, and I actually was in my underwear, yeah, like I'd give a <laughs> <laughs> look the other way, people. <laughs> Oh, very funny. Hey, Kevin, before we uh, finish off the show, got a couple of uh, small things. Um, I don't know if you saw on YouTube, but there's a Star Wars uh, A New Hope in thirty sec- uh, sorry, 60 seconds. I don't know why I keep thinking it's 30. I've said that several times to other people today. And it, it takes the whole movie, compresses it into 60 seconds, into one minute. But it's done in a, a drawn animation style, which is absolutely fantastic. Whoever did this d- deserves a lot of money for that because it's the coolest thing. But what I think is even funnier is that it actually makes sense. The, the one-minute movie makes sense, which proves how much crap George Lucas put in, especially when he kept redoing them and adding more shit. Oh, I, well, you know, that's funny because uh, I'm a, you know this, and I think our listeners do too, I'm a big American football fan. Mm-hmm. The uh, National Football League here in the country, in the yeah. United States, will, and I, my local team, or my team I love, the Dallas Cowboys, and my local team's the Washington <coughs> Deadskin. Uh, can't stand the bastards. The, um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, they sell after the the game is on on Sundays in the fall and the early winter here in the United States. You can go into iTunes and buy the games, and what they That's do is they cool. they take out all the in between stuff. And the game normally, if you're watching it live on television or when I record them, if I can't be around, anywhere from two and a half to three hours and fifteen minutes long, roughly for a game. Mm-hmm. Everything that's all four quarters. That's halftime commercials and everything. When they condense it down like that, and you buy it on iTunes for like a dollar ninety nine. Now, granted, they take out even a few of the plays. They don't leave all the plays in. The game shortens to about nineteen minutes. If you watch the one where they take out all the in between stuff on the NFL Network, like I have, it's a thirty minute watch. I can watch what I would normally spend. <laughs> That's incredible, isn't it? Talk about they- having a lot of buffer in there. They take out all the commercials, and they, I, you know, they they take out all the in between crap. And I mean, I know it's four, uh, technically five quarters, fifteen minutes long, but there's times in between where they're not doing anything, and you know, they're, where they're going between plays and all that, and the clock's still running. So I mean, it's still ticking away time. That's just the way the game works for those that aren't familiar with it. Um, but they actually shorten it down to about thirty minutes, is what you can see. <laughs> entire game for and uh then i think about uh like major league baseball in this country god if they shortened that down to just the important plays that would be like three minutes long i think in this (laughs) i hate mail now from people who love baseball sorry 
Um, yeah, but it, it is true. I mean, it, it is one of those... Well, I think all sports pretty much are, are like that, is that if you cut out all the BS, um, you know, then you can just get to the action. It's like anyone who's a, um, a wrestling fan, and uh, I'm, I'm talking about the fake wrestling, of course, uh, with the WWE. They've got their stuff on... It is fake, Kevin. And, and by the way, I can't hear you again because we're having that audio problem. Uh, I can just see your response. But on iTunes, you can buy the individual matches without, you know, all the trash talk in between them. And um, so I've seen that before. And that's kind of cool if you have one, you know, favorite wrestler that you want to follow or something and, and you just want to see that really good match. Yeah, it works and it works perfectly without all the other additional crap that you don't need. Well, it's always good to take the crap right out of wrestling. <laughs> Wait a minute. So what do you watch then? What? Well, just the match. But if you take the crap out, what's left? Well, yeah, okay. Two guys in a ring. Because the little bit I've seen of it, it's crap even when there's something going on. You know, I used to watch it years ago and, and watch it religiously. And uh, Bob DeGrand will kill us both, by the way, for for uh, talking this way about wrestling. Uh, but it, look, in, in all honesty, it, it's just like a movie. That, that's the way I, I picture it. And you still, you go with the storylines and you go with the stupidity and the, and the chaos and the carry on. And it's like watching a TV show, watching a movie. It's just with something that's a little bit more live and in front of an audience. And if you fall into that category where you like that, then it's... It, let me put it this way: it's much better than watching Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, yeah, I I can't argue that. Anybody that wants to watch, you know, it's a lot of professional sports I do not watch. I do not. I don't watch baseball. I don't watch hockey. I don't watch basketball. I don't watch wrestling. Um, you know, none. Of, I I don't watch any of that stuff. I watch a little bit of rugby when I can catch it. It's not on very often around here. And I watch American football, and that's really about it. I, when I take it back, I will watch uh, college softball, girls' college softball, because it's very fast-paced to me. Uh, you're, not, fast- you're, not, you're not watching the softball. You're watching the girls. Let's be honest, Kevin. Oh, I, no, I'll, I'll decide. I will, be on, I will be forthright. Because I played a little bit of fast-pitch softball after I got to be an adult, to watch these, these if, if it's got, I, w- I would watch guys fast pitch softball if it was on, but I don't ever see it on. Mm-hmm. But they do, the girls. I mean, the way that ball and the way those girls hum that ball in there and how quickly it crosses the plate, oh my God. <laughs> it just totally amazes me. It's like, okay, why can't regular baseball be this interesting? Because I mean, because regular they, baseball doesn't have women dressed in really nice that- outfits. No, they're just dressed in regular uniforms. There's nothing special yeah, but about they them. make them look good. I, all honesty, I apologize to Dorothy and Summer again. <laughs> I, I do. I honestly, I swear, cross my heart, hope to die. I do not notice that. It just fascinates the hell out of me. Mark, we know, would be staring at the girls, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to deny that. You know, maybe it's because I'm so old that, you know. I, it wouldn't do me any good even if I did stare at the girls. Um, Trust me, Kevin, I, I don't have a hope either, but there's never any harm in looking. That's the way I look at it. Oh, yeah, my wife wouldn't care if I look. She'd say, yeah, right, like they're going to give you the time of day. <laughs> I, I get the same response, uh, but it's fun. Hey, uh, 
one other thing quickly, because we're right at the end of the show. Uh, Futurama got cancelled. Sad, upset, I, don't care? Um, a little upset. I don't watch it as often as I would like to, uh, mainly because it's a little adult and I never remember to watch it when the kids aren't around. Mm-hmm. Uh, do I enjoy it? Yeah, I do. I still enjoy it. I still enjoy watching it. Um, uh, it's it's a good show. I think the humor in it's funny. Some of it lacks a little to be desired uh, because I think it's just a continuation of other stuff he's done, but it does bother me a little bit that it's been canceled. Now, I think you'd get a bigger uproar if something like uh, Family Guy was canceled. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I look at Futurama and I'm actually glad that it got canceled. And this is not because I dislike it, because I do genuinely like the show. The reason why I'm glad it got cancelled is because, look at The Simpsons. 20 plus seasons, and oh my god, some of their storylines are absolutely ridiculous and crap, and it's been running for too long. It's just, you can't have a show running that long where the characters do not age. And, you know, it's just one of those things that... I think it's run its course, and I'd prefer to have really good seasons that we can go back to, watch again and reflect on, than to have another two, three, four, five years of mediocre episodes. It's the same with Big Ben. I I really, you know, the geek in me never wants to see the Big Ben theory end, but I do want to see it end before it gets to the stage of where it's ridiculous and stupid. We, we don't need that type of comedy show out there, you know, we look at what they did with Two and a Half Men. They changed the lead character because one went on a, you know, drinking binge and, and went all nuts. And the show has gone downhill. And in fact, it was going downhill before he even left anyway. It just, there's only so many times that Charlie Harper can come down with a different woman. You know, it, it just, sometimes you got to cut the shows. You know, they did it with House. They they cut it and they, they uh, killed him off and... And that, that was it. Great. It, and it works. You know, I, I feel even like I watch NCIS and enjoy that. But again, I feel that's just going a little bit too long now. It's like they've got NCIS LA and the original NCIS should have probably been phased out in about season seven, season eight. Well, now I have to ask at the end of the, I watched the season ending episode last year of NCIS. I'm not a big NCIS watcher. Um, I catch it a Kate very mm-hmm. rarely, I should say. Um, there was a bomb that went off, and the doctor died on the beach or had a heart attack on the beach. But then I caught a bit of an episode not too long ago, and he was back. Yeah, uh, are they? But that, are that's, they that's from TV. The dead? <laughs> that's TV. I mean, how how many characters have you seen die, and all of a sudden they ju- they just got out of the way in time? You know what I mean? And or there's another explanation for it. They, they do that all the time in, in every TV drama, and they do it in film as well. So I, I, I blame the old 70s and 80s television, 70s show Dallas for that. Yeah, they were great at doing that. I, actually, I, I watched that show quite a bit in the uh, late 80s, and um, it wasn't a bad show. They, they would sort of kill off someone. Someone would be in a coma, wrapped in bandages, and, and then, you know... Three months later, they'd, they'd come back and be bouncing around like nothing happened. And 
Well, no, the the famous sequence where Bobby woke up and you or what? What's her face woke up and it was all a dream or something like that. Is that the one he, after the car accident? It was after the car accident. Is that is that the right one I'm thinking of? That it was a there was one that was a big car accident. Yeah, oh god, it's been so long. I wasn't allowed to watch it too much with my family. Mm-hmm. This is long before I because I rooted for Jr. too much. Um, I liked him. He was a mean, evil bastard. And, gee, I'd like to be Jr. The uh, <laughs> some people would say I am, uh, but the there's uh, something about he had died. The character had died, and it turned out Sue Ellen woke up, and it was just a dream or something like that. And it's just like the. Uh, uh, was it the Newhart show? Bob Newhart's show. He had the one that was on with Suzanne Plachette that was on for years, and then that went off the air. And then he did the other one where he ran a, uh, a bed and breakfast up in New England. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and at the when they ended that show, it ended with him waking up in bed with Suzanne Plachette. Say, oh, I just had this dream, you know, that I had been running this inn in New England and all this stuff. And I went, what the. Yeah, they they can just explain crap away. And uh, anyway, that's TV for you. So, yeah, bottom line is I'm not too sad that Future Armor has been cancelled. It, it's the way it is, and I'm, I'm just glad that they didn't make it ridiculous. Well, now, with your free time, are you going to finally start to watch Honey Boo Boo? No, because I've got free time coming up after we finish this show, and I'm going out to mow the lawns. Oh, I did that yesterday. So it's, an, it's a nice sunny day, and even though it's Tuesday, um, see, we, we've had rain weekend after weekend, and then with me being away, the grass is, is looking just bad. Plus, we, we've got autumn happening, so we've got leaves all over the place from the big trees. So I've got to go out there and do some mowing, do some raking and some sweeping, and have a, a good day outside. I, I'm going to enjoy myself, Kevin. I think you should. I think it would be wonderful for you to do that. <laughs> it certainly will. I, I will have a great time doing my uh, my uh, quarter-acre block. and uh, Or actually, it's a double-quarter-acre block, so it's a half-acre block. And, uh, yeah. You, you've got more to mow than I do. Uh, we, got... We've got a big yard. Very, very big yard. And, um, yeah. So, I, I mean, it's great. It's wonderful for the kids. Great play areas and so forth. And, uh to be quite honest, I actually enjoy mowing. Who knew? Yeah, there's, there's something wrong with you. Um, yeah, but I know, a lot. I know that already. But, you know, there are a lot of people I know that absolutely love. I know there's a, a friend of mine, her husband. He mows his yard probably every about every three to four days. Well, I've got a neighbor that does the same thing, actually, and his, his grass looks beautiful. I, I mean, he, you know, he goes out and, and really has it looking absolutely gorgeous. It, it's to die for grass, if you could die for grass. Yeah. yeah, it is. I, you know, I this guy does, and he really loves it. My brother-in-law does, too, and there's something, but I've known there's something wrong with that man for years, so I'm not going to go down that. <laughs> um. And on that note, before we uh, totally uh, get... Kevin into trouble with uh, with his wife. We better close out the show. And uh, Kevin, where can the listeners find you this week? Obviously, not mowing the lawn, but where else can you be found? Um, not mowing the lawn. No, uh, they can always find me over on Twitter at uh, twitter.com forward slash big underscore in underscore va, and I'm also on app.net. 
if you want, adds the same user handle. So come over and give me a follow there. I'm really starting to like app.net more and more. I'm gradually getting into it much the way I did with Twitter. So come over and see me there. Uh, if you want to go see a link, I've been inspired. I've got a couple more blog posts that I've outlined. Haven't written the bastards, but I got them outlined. <laughs> All right, give me crap. You still haven't published the rest of your journey, and you've been home a week and a half. The um, good point. Uh, the uh, but you can go over and find out more about me and links to some of the stuff I might do over there at about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. Fantastic. And uh, for anything relating to me after I finish mowing the lawn, you can simply head across to markgreentree.com and I'll try and get those posts done in the next day or two just to please Kevin. And I, I might actually cheat, Kevin. I might uh, go and put day six and day seven and day eight as one big lawn post because I'm not allowed. They've got to be separate posts. Yes. All right, that's all right. It doesn't. I can always say that one is like a paragraph long, and that's it. So <laughs> I win. <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> picture of you on the the bike rail thingy. Oh, did you see that picture? Yeah, I showed it to everybody here at the house. They wanted to know why you looked like you were about to explode. Well, that that, that, was, that was the funny version. Do you know how hard that was to push? Though, I mean, seriously, you think riding a bike is generally easy. But this thing was awkward, and, and see, the problem was that I was on the wrong part when that was taken, so I swapped and went and sat on the back, and that was the adult seat. I was sitting on the kid's seat, and just trying to get the legs moving, you know, and, and so forth, and here I was, I was I was pushing myself to the limit and beyond. People need to go see that picture. That's all I'll say. They do. Go looking on markgreenshow.com and you'll see it. And uh, anyway, Kevin, I'm going to go and make some other views outside with the lawnmower and, and, and some stressful scenes. I'll, maybe I should take a picture. Actually, you know what I should do? I should get my iPhone, mount it to the handlebars, and, and maybe do a video and, and show you my lovely lawnmower and, and my lovely property. There you go. I'm all for that. I think it would be wonderful. You, you'll watch, but you won't do your own lawn. You yeah. know, it, it, it's a wonder you haven't paid someone to come and do your lawns. I'm too damn cheap. Well, then you got to stop complaining about doing the lawns. It's good fun, isn't it? No, I can complain all I want. It's my <laughs> right. <laughs> well, at least you get it covered in, in uh, snow for, for a few months of the year. That's right. And on so. that note, we better go because I haven't signed out yet. So uh, thank you to everyone who has listened and subscribed and who puts up with us each and every single week. We love you all. Uh, so until next week, take care. And between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Yay, he remembered this week. Woohoo! Hi, everyone. This is Gaz from the MyMac.com podcast, and I'm here with that big yank tank guy. Hey, you nitwit Brit. Did you know the MyMac.com podcast is one of the longest-running Mac podcasts out there? I did know that. Why do you think that is? I think it's because we bring a blend of tech and entertainment that no other show can do. I thought it was because one of us is incredibly handsome. <laughs> well, thanks, Gaz. I do try to look my best. Yes, guy. Of course. But how can people find the podcast? Well, they should just go to iTunes and do a podcast search for MyMac.com. So subscribe and get your weekly dose of tech fun. Wait, I, I thought I was the handsome one. Yeah, you just keep thinking that and we'll be all right. Mm -hmm.